Awesome. Good morning, River Valley. How are you doing this morning? Everyone looks great. Hey, I am, I am super excited to be here. I'm Pastor Justin, the family pastor here, and, uh, and it's, just, it's just a great opportunity to be able to, uh, to speak to you, and, uh, and so I just want to give honor where honor is due, and how many love our pastors here at our church? We've got some great leadership, and so you know, thank, uh, I just want to thank Pastor Darren and Pastor Rob, who is, uh, who is, I mean, River Valley is all over the world right now, and I know he's speaking in New York, and so I just want to thank him. Uh, for allowing this opportunity. It's funny because I, uh, uh, I remember uh, just, just back in, uh, in February, the Super Bowl, come on, football season is starting again. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Until I just heard someone say Vikings, and then it just, he just left. Okay, and so uh, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Okay, just give me some time, give me some time. And so I, uh, I uh, um, yeah, I remember back in February, you know, the Super Bowl, I'm getting ready to watch it, and I get this text from this guy named, um, it, it didn't actually come up, just came up a phone number, and uh, was like, hey, you know, uh, want to talk, and all that, and all that, and, and I, I looked up the, the area code where it came from, and I saw it came from Minnesota, and I was like, no, I don't want to talk. Well, what are you talking about? And, uh, and so it was, it was just kind of funny. And then just to see uh, God work. And, and that was Pastor Rob who, who had texted me. And, uh, and I was like, I, was, I had my friends. I was like, this guy's crazy. He's like, Phew. you know what I'm talking about? Like, you moved to Minnesota. I mean, I'm on the beach almost. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. And, uh, and how many know, I mean, just God works in crazy ways, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, there is no place I'd rather be than right here in Apple Valley in the Minneapolis area ministering with all of you. It's, it's, it's absolutely fun. And so, and so I, just, I just thank Pastor, Pastor Rob for, for making that text, and, uh, and God is so good. Um, isn't, it, isn't it amazing how God works? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, just he works in unexpected ways, ways you never, ever would have thought. And, uh, and he always uh, turns those things that you think are for, are for bad or for evil or for you don't even know what they're for, and they always work out for his good, and I'm so glad that he does that. In fact, uh, this morning I want to talk a little bit about that. But before I do, um, how many techies we have in the place? How many? We got some people. Okay, oh, we got two, two in the back right there. They just raised their hand. They're like, oh, and they're on our staff. So never mind. Okay. Um, but hey, just in case, um, just in case you guys want to follow along, um, there's this. Uh, uh, web application called Uversion. In fact, there's a link uh, that will go on uh, the screens right now. And if you just type that into your phone, into your web browser, you can actually follow along with my notes. If you want, you can write your own notes in there. There's some interactive stuff. You can watch a video after service um, and do some other things in there. Um, and that way you can tell when I'm going long or not. You know what I mean? Because you'll be like, oh, he's not even to that point yet. What's going on? Um, and so uh, just feel free to put that in your phone or your iPad or whatever you have, and you can follow along with me this morning. But hey, I want to um, open up uh, in a word of prayer. Let's do that. God, I thank you so much for who you are. You're such a great God. You're so good. You're so big. And uh, I just pray this morning that you would do what only you can do. Yes. Amen. Um, but let, let's open up in our, in our Bibles now. And, uh, and I got 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And if you are taking notes, and I encourage you to take notes, uh, I'm, I'm calling this uh, repurposing your life. Repurposing your life. Uh, repurposing your life. Or I like this word even better. So, so if, if you're into titles, write that. Or write this one. Or you can just make one up. You can just call it shoes and socks. I don't, I don't, you can call this message whatever you want to call it. Uh, but upcycling. Upcycling your life. Do you guys like that word better or repurposing? Repurpose. 
That's why we don't take poles around here. So I like upcycling. And so uh, um, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says this. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That anyone who belongs in Christ has become a new person. And I know this morning, this morning there's many of you who, uh, who are Christ followers. You love Jesus. And how many know when Jesus gets a hold of your life, your life has changed? It's transformed. It's different. There's something uh, to it that, that, that it's, it's totally different uh, than when, you're, than, than when uh, you were not a Christ follower. And so I'm so thankful for what Christ has done, and you ought to be thankful for what Christ has done in your life. And, uh, and I also want to read in Titus 3.5, and while I'm doing that, babe, that's my wife, by the way, just in case you guys think I have a girlfriend or something on the side. Um, can you give me that, that, those, those things I left over there? Awesome. Um, in, in Titus 3.5, it says this. It says, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. Is that amazing? I love that. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his Mercy. Oh, it's like Price is Right. It's like those models that come up. I love that. You know, <laughs> she is beautiful. Um, but He saved us not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. I love that verse. That verse gives me so much hope uh, because I think about this. I think about if it was up to me. And, and if, it was, if it was up to Justin and, and the works that he had to do to get saved, I don't know that I'd ever get, get saved. It's all because of what Christ did, right? He died on the cross thousands of years ago to save us from our sins. It's nothing we could have done. Nothing we could have done. I, I, I mean, I mean we, we were given sacrifices for years and years and years and years. And, and, and finally, God's like, man, I've had enough of this. I just gotta have, I gotta, I gotta do this myself because this is, not work, this is not working longer. And finally, Christ comes to save us. Aren't you glad you don't have to find a lamb anymore? That would be messy. And I don't like getting dirty. Ask my kids. And when I read this, I can't help but think about, um, I can't think, I mean, there's so many shows out there, so many channels on, uh, on, on TV. And I mean, how many, I mean, HGTV, how many HGTV fans do we have here in the house? Oh, okay, we've got five fans. Great, good, good. Um, and so for you five people, you know, when you watch the show that, uh, or, or there's some other shows out there too. I mean, even like some of the, the history channels, there's like 20 of those type of channels. I'm sure there's something on there that, that, that interests us. And as, as I watch these shows, as you watch them, you'll notice that people are into um, upcycling and recycling things, right? And, uh, and I love that. I think it's so cool. I think, I think it's great that people take something um, that is perceived as junk, perceived as garbage, and they take that and they, and they turn it into something that is just awesome. It's just, it just looks really cool. And so I, I saw this one thing. And, uh, and uh, how, many, how many like chopsticks? I... And the worst of chopsticks, I don't know how to use them. I, uh, like, I get the ones that have like the piece of paper right there and they got the rubber band, you know what I'm talking about? And then you just have to like just squeeze. 
Better yet, I, I don't even use them. I just use a spoon because I can fit more in the spoon. I can fit more in my mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Because I like to eat. And so, uh, but, but as I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't even know that, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to hold them. I mean, I'd rather use a spork. You know what I'm talking about? I can do a spork, but I can't even, I can't even, I can't even do this. But I, I, I saw something with, with chopsticks. And when I, when I was thinking about chopsticks, um, and I do that often, um, when, I, when I think about chopsticks, is uh, I think these are kind of gross. I mean, I mean, and I don't even know how you use them and don't get splinters in your mouth. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? You're like, ah, you know, you get a splinter. Um, but I, uh, I, I see, you know, you see people use these and then they get discarded and, and that's great um, because I don't want them to recycle these. Can I get a witness? Someone say amen to that. Um, could you imagine you're like, these, these chopsticks are made from recycled. No, that was in someone's mouth. I don't want them to be recycled. And, uh, and so, but, but I read a story and there's a video of, of someone who, uh, just a super creative guy, um, just, just took note that, man, there are thousands, millions of chopsticks laying in landfill somewhere and, I mean, doing, doing nothing but sitting there and, and, and just a waste. I mean, what, isn't there something that we could do with chopsticks? So I'm sure you guys are all thinking that right now is that there's surely there's something we could do with chopsticks. And so what he had done is that he had, um, he, he collected all these chopsticks and now he, he turns them into like cool things. Like they're, they're lampshades, they're, um, they're, they're just these decorative pieces. And not only does he, does he take these chopsticks that were used, I mean, to, to eat in, some, I mean, in someone's mouth, just, and who knows what's in people's mouths. It just grosses me out to think about what could be on these? I mean, the germs in the, I mean, I just had someone pick this from the garbage for me. I'm just kidding. These are new. And, uh, and I just think about what could be on here. And I'm just thinking, that is disgusting. But yet this person, whatever cleaning process he goes through, and he turns it into something beautiful. And in fact, these chopsticks that you can probably literally buy for pennies, he turns them to art that literally sell for hundreds of dollars. And they're chopsticks. chopsticks. I'm in the wrong field, I think, because I can make a lot of money off of chopsticks. But I think about, I think about chopsticks, and, and when I think about this, I think about the definition of upcycling. Upcycling is this. It's taking an item that is no longer needed or wanted and giving it new life. It's taking an item that is no longer needed or wanted, and it's giving it brand new life. Can I give you some good news this morning? That your God is the ultimate upcycler. No, no, I don't think you heard me. He's the ultimate upcycler. He's the ultimate upcycler. Think about it. If upcycling is, is, is taking an item that no longer is needed or that, 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 that is wanted and giving a new life, man, how many of us could think right now in our lives that, that man, if, if you just knew the past I came from, Justin, if you just knew how my parents raised me, if you knew the garbage that I was into, and some of you, it might be very recent, some of you, it's been quite a few years ago, but if you just knew what I went through, I believe what you're saying. That God is the ultimate upcycler because my life was wasted. Man, just months ago, Justin, I was in, I was in the bars. 
Just months ago, I, th- man, I, was, I was in witchcraft. Just months ago, I was, ab- I was abusing or being abused. Just months ago, I thought my life was not worth living. And now I encounter Jesus, and he has upcycled my life to give me new life. That is good news. That's great news. That is our story. That should be your story. Oh, but, but I just, I have a boring story. You just, you don't get it. No, 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 no. When Christ gets a hold of your life, you're transformed. He gives you new life. Well, how do you know? Well, we've read two passages of scripture already that, that talked about that, that talked about he gives us new life. See, some of us, we just think, we, we, we just think our life is just, it's just wasted. Oh man, if you knew what kind of marriage I had. Oh, if you knew what it was like, you know, raising our kids. Hey, I get it. I'm married. Our, our marriage isn't perfect. I, get, I got five kids. I get, I get woken up probably every morning. I mean, my wife, she wakes up earlier than I do. Praise, thank you, Jesus. But I wake up with my son very early in the morning, and he does those things like he tries to like be quiet and like you won't notice. But you totally notice. He's three years old. He comes in sucking his thumb with his little sheet he has. Sheet. Sheet. Do I want to make sure? That's what he calls it, not a, not a blankie. He calls it a sheet. And so uh, he comes in, and, and he comes, and then like he pulls the covers as he's, as he's pulling himself onto our bed. And so then, you know how you're in that comfortable spot? Like you're in the zone. You're just out, and you're comfortable. The sheets are just in the, most, just the perfect position. You're warm. You're like, this is heaven. And then he comes and shifts it, like, ah! And he just and he, like climbs all over you and like dumps himself right in the middle between my wife and I. And then it just, like nothing ever happened. And it's like, oh, must be morning. I get it. I get all that. Oh, Justin, if you just, if you just, if you just, if you just understood that, I mean, you don't get it, man. I, I just lost my job. <laughs> man, if I, if I could tell you the stories. <laughs> I remember my wife and I, we, we had a, we lived in Ohio for one year. We called it the lost year. <laughs> sorry. I'm learning the Minnesota nice thing. I'm sorry. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And, uh, and so we moved from there, bought our first house. Our first child was born there. And uh, I mean, great memories. I mean, small town loved it, um, that our child was born there. And, uh, and then we moved um, to Phoenix from there. We moved back to Phoenix. And I remember, I remember that there we are. We have our first child, not even a year old. Uh, my wife's not working. Couldn't sell our house in Ohio. And, uh, and here we are. We, we have, you know, an apartment there. So in fact, we have two mortgages, Right? I mean, we got our, paying our house in Ohio. We basically have a mortgage and paying for rent um, in Phoenix. Uh, wife's not working. You know, she fi- you know, gets, a, I think, a part-time job eventually. And I, I'm working a couple jobs trying to. If you added up our bills, if you added them up, we literally, and, and my wife can attest to it, and, and if we kept our ledgers, they could attest to them as well, but we don't. Um, and if, but if we did that, um, my, my wife could tell you that we literally were paying more money. Uh, more money should have been going out than coming in. But I'm here to tell you something, is that God gives you new life. I don't understand why or how God works the way he works. I don't get it, but I know this. I know that as we are faithful to him, he constantly, over and over again, showed himself faithful. I mean, Brianna, did we not 
have even money left over. Somehow, some miraculous way, we were still able to go on some dates. I can think of the, the little Mexican uh, cafe shop on Main Street that we'd go to on, on some dates, and somehow, we still had money left over. <laughs> it's just God's faithfulness. I don't get it, but it works. But all I know is this, is that, is that as we're faithful to God, God is always faithful to us. I know this. I understand that, um, that he takes items that are no longer needed or wanted, and that includes your attitudes. That includes your situations. I'll just list, listed a couple situations, and I don't know what situation you're in. And trust me, some of your situations would probably freak me out. Some of your situations would probably scare me, and I don't know what I could say or do, except you just need to love on Jesus and trust in him, because your situations are huge. But, I, but there's good news, is that there's a God who knows exactly what you're going through. There's a God who knows exactly what you're going through. In fact, the Bible says that he knew from the very beginning of time what you'd be going through. I know what you might be thinking, well, what, why in the world am I going through that? I don't know. No theologian, no scholar in the world could tell you why you're going through with what you're going through. Except I know this, that God can take that situation and he can flip it around. In other words, God can take your situation that seemed like an old pair of chopsticks and he can ups, upcycle them into something valuable, into something more impactful. And I mean, I'm telling you what, God is in the business of doing that something worth just a few pennies can be worth hundreds of dollars. That's your life, your story, your story that you think is being wasted, that you have no idea why you're going through. God is just setting you up for something big. He is setting you up for something more valuable because I believe this. I believe that he knows that you can impact a whole lot more people if you can just stay faithful to him and go through with what you're going through and man, you just call on him, trust in him, that you're gonna have an upcycled story that's gonna impact more people than ever before. Come on, that is something we're celebrating. I think about, I think about this, I wrote this down. I said, if, if upcycling is the process of converting waste materials or useless products into new materials or things of higher value, then God's the ultimate upcycler. His plan is to take what you thought was a useless life and help you realize your full potential, which is bigger and better than you could ever dream. It's bigger and better than what you could ever dream. Listen, the Bible says that God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever think or imagine. That's what the Bible says. I didn't make that up. Some of you guys are thinking, oh, man, I, I think big things. Man, if you knew the things that I thought, man, I've got big dreams. Isn't it even more amazing that our God thinks even bigger and better than those things? Oh, no, 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 Justin, you don't understand. I believe I'm going to be running companies. I believe that I'm going to be just giving millions to missions. I believe that I'm going to be helping this and that and doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know that God even believes and he dreams bigger than that for your life? That is cool. Because I don't know any other God, any other people, any other, and not even, my, my parents included, my pastors included, who can, who can outdream God. And that is very cool for me. Because I, th I think I'm a big dreamer. And just to think that God has even bigger dreams than that. Listen, he knows what you're going through. Yeah. I get so excited about messages like this because they bring hope. Yeah. And it's not, just a, it's not just a whimsical hope. It's not just a, it's not a fake hope, it's not a false hope. It's a real hope. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real hope. Uh, 
there's a story in the Bible, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and I say that about all the stories in the Bible because they're all my favorite. And I don't want to offend any of the people in the Bible because when I'm in heaven and they're like, yo, I thought you said my, I thought you said my story was better. I'm like, well, I mean, so I'm just like, so I just play at PC, you know what I'm talking about? And I, I just, it's cool. So, uh, hey, because you're going to see him someday. And I don't know about you, but some of this in the Bible seem like they had it going on, and I don't want to mess with that. So I'm just like, I'm just like, hey, you're my hero, and you're my hero, and I loved you all. And so, but, but there's a story in the Bible, and uh, it's Joseph. You guys know Joseph, right? A lot of us know Joseph. So there's Joseph in the mini coat of colors, Joseph in the technicolor coat. I don't know, call it whatever you want. It had colors on his coat. And, uh, and I like colors. Colors are cool. I love, I love colorful things. And so... Um, and yeah, they're just better than just boring, you know. And I'm gonna pick on some guys. A lot of guys that will like the black, the gray, just that. I'm like, you know, put some color on. That's all. Just put a splash of color. Looks good. And so um, here's Joseph. And so he's he's my guy. So I think him and I would get along a little bit because because he likes colors. And uh, and uh, but and, and you think Joseph had it made? And and listen, I love the stories in the Bible. And let me tell you why I like the stories in the Bible. It's because they're true stories. And I always remind people that they're true stories. Well, why are you reminded? Of course we know that. And I wonder, do we really understand that they're true stories? Because I think, I think sometimes we view them as Mother Goose nursery rhymes, and we think, oh, that's cute. Oh, that was fun. Oh, what a great metaphor. Oh, God is so, so he's got such strategery in the way he forms those stories. And listen, there's, there's no, 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 no. It, it's not about that. These are, I mean, the Bible is the truth. It's actually also a history book. It really happened. So I want us to understand that. And the reason why I think that we count it probably not as a history book, as, as truth sometimes, is because we know, I mean, we, we can read the beginning of the story and we can read the end and we're like, oh, that's cute. That was great. Oh, that was so easy. I could have gone through that. Really? Really? I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying things, but I think some of the issues we go through were nothing compared to what they went through back in the day. I shall digress. I was reading, reading about Joseph, and, and jo- Joseph, Joseph's life, man, man, what a life, what a life, what a life. He, um, I, I'll tell you a story, and I know, I know some people have already mentioned this story, and it's just a great story. It's a long story, so I won't read all those chapters. You'll have to read it yourself. Um, and uh, it's, it's just good, so it's just, it's just good. I mean, you're going to read the story of Joseph, and you won't be able to get out of it. I mean, you'll be like, this is good. And you're going to wish there's more to the story, but there's not. You're just going to wait until you're in heaven, and you have to ask him yourself what happened. And, uh, but as I was reading Joseph, uh, I think about, here's a guy who, who we think had it all because we read the, we read the end of his story. And, uh, and if we rewind a little bit and go back to Joseph, here's a guy, um, and you don't have to put these on the screen because it'll be all over the place, but it's in your notes if you're following along. And, uh, but but here, here's Joseph, and he was born, um, and he was, he was a favorite son. I mean, his, his, I mean, his dad loved him and favored him, and you could tell because he gave him a, a, a colorful coat, and, uh, and that meant something back then. Um, and so he gave him this, this nice coat. Brothers are envious, they're jealous, and of course they're envious and jealous, especially when you've got Joseph who's bragging about this dream he had about how they're going to fall down and worship him. And uh, if I were you and you had those dreams, don't tell no one that they're going to worship you because they might want to kill you. And so, um, and so here's, here's, uh, here's Joseph, that's going on. And so he's, uh, he's, he's, he, his brothers are out uh, to you know, tend the flock and Joseph goes join them. His brothers are, again, they're envious, jealous, they want to kill him. And so they're, they're plighting to kill him and uh, he has no idea what's going on. And so they take him, they're like, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him down in this, in this dry and empty well. So that's what they do. They take him, they put him in this well and 
and uh, they're like, well, now what are we going to do? Hey, I got a good idea. Let's sell him uh, as a slave. That's a great idea. And so, man, they, they, they take him out. They sell him as, as a slave for 20 pieces of silver. And uh, 20 pieces of silver later, Potiphar ends up buying Joseph, okay? Now, so far, I think your life is pretty good. I'm just saying. I don't know if you've had family members plot to kill you and throw you into this pit and, and then lie to, their, lie to your dad about it later. I, maybe that's happened to you. I don't know. Again, I don't know your stories. And that could have happened to you. And, I, and, and, I, and my heart goes out to you if that's ever happened. And so here's, here's, here's Joseph. I mean, this really happened. I mean, it's crazy. And so, and so he buys, Potiphar buys him. And he's got some favor. And because God's all over his life, he's faithful. And so he's a servant who's in charge of all the other servants. I don't know if that's a good gig or not. I don't know. I'm still trying to weigh that one out. He's still a slave in charge of slaves, but whatever. Okay, he's got some favor. Um, and then Potiphar's wife is like, ooh, that guy looks good. Mm-mm, good. Okay, she's all Campbell soup over him. And, uh, and so now, now you've, got, you've got Potiphar who, 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 Potiphar's wife is like, hey, I want to be with you if you know what I mean. I see some young kids in here. <laughs> wink, wink. And, uh, and so, and he's like, no, you're my, you're my boss's wife. I can't do that. Now you're catching along with where I'm going with that. And, uh, and, and Potiphar's I mean, wife is like, she, she's not having that. And so she tricks him, basically, and, uh, and lies to Potiphar and says, man, you're your little favorite servant guy. Yeah, he tried, he tried to get me and, 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 and rape me, and, and, uh, and it was a lie. And Joseph's like, what's going on? So Potiphar, Potiphar takes Joseph and throws him into prison. And listen, this is not an American prison. Now, I have to admit, I have not been to prison lately. And, and, but I, I, I've, I've heard stories, I've seen things, and, um, and I, mean, I'm, I, I think for the most part, you're, you're well-fed, um, you can probably stretch, maybe even throw a football. You can do some of those things. You can talk. Listen, I, listen the prisons back then were not like that, okay? I mean, they just were not like that. Think of some of the movies you've seen uh, of some of the prisons and how they're in chains, locked up, it's cement, it's all that kind of stuff, cold, dark, damp, all those things. Okay, that is prison back then, okay? Um, it, it, was not a, it was not like this chicken and, hey, what do you want? Salt, pepper, all that kind of jazz. It was you get what you get and I hope you live. And, uh, and so, so, here, so here's Joseph in prison and, uh, and there, there's a cupbearer, there's a baker in there and uh, they've got dreams and, jo- and, and Joseph's like, hey, yeah, I, I, God, God can tell you what those dreams mean. And basically the, what the dream meant for the cupbearer that he's gonna live and do well, baker's toast, okay? Baker's dead. He burnt the bread, he's done, he's gone, okay? And so that's what happens. Potiphar calls these guys up and exactly what uh, uh, Joseph said happened, and, uh, and, and the cupbearer, of course, he's all over himself. He's selfish. He forgets about Joseph, and, uh, and so a couple years later, a couple years later, a couple years later, not the next day, not five months from now, not a year from now, but a couple years later, uh, uh, Potiphar has a dream, and, and, uh, and he's like, um, what does this dream mean? And then, and then the cupbearer's like, oh yeah, I forgot. Hmm, how convenient. Um, but there's a guy who told me what my dream was, and he's in prison. And Potiphar's like, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. And basically, yeah, there's going to be seven years of, of, of plenty, and there's going to be seven years of famine is basically his dream. And, uh, and, Pot- and, and, and Joseph gets called up, uh, tells him what his dream meant, and, uh, and, and, Pot- and Potiphar puts him in charge of all that, basically makes him the prime minister, the second in command over the whole country. Long story short, he, sa- he saves a nation, reunited back with his family. Uh, it's an amazing story. I didn't do it justice. If you read the story, you'll just be floored. Some you'll read the story and you'll think, man, I can relate to Joseph. I can relate to him. See, Joseph had these peaks and these valleys. Peaks, valleys. 
I don't know what kind of valley you're going through right now. But I know God knows. God knows what valley you're going through. He knows that maybe you're having arguments with family members. Maybe a spouse, maybe mom or dad. Maybe siblings. He knows that there's more money going out than that's coming in. See, Joseph's story gives me hope. Joseph's story reminds me that if God can do it for Joseph, he can do it for me. He reminds me that if God can turn Joseph's situation of being a slave, of, of, of almost being murdered, of, of being accused wrongly, Come on, people who work, <laughs> and not getting that promotion because someone threw you under the bus. If that could happen to Joseph and it's a true story really happened, then I know God can do it for me. See, God's in the business of upcycling. He's in the business of taking something that's empty. I feel empty right now. I don't feel like there's anything I, I can give. But he's in the business of taking something empty and maybe even worthless. It's like this can. See, it bums me out because I, I think some of us, we feel like this. We feel like, man, God, we've given it our all. <laughs> Just, there's nothing left. <laughs> Not even a drop. <laughs> I just feel crushed. I feel defeated. God, what can you do with me? been there God what you feel like you feel like he's not there it's like there's no hope just feel like this useless let me give you some good news God uses the empty and he fills you back. <laughs> you see, God uses those things that seem disgusting, gross, <laughs> used, wasted, and he turns them into something valuable. That's some of you right now. That's some of you that he can take what everyone has discarded your thoughts, your feelings, the calling that you know God had for your life, but you got so discouraged that you decided to, man, it must not be God. No, 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 it's God. It's just that you've been living this attitude of, of just being used and God can't use me. 
I've got a word for you this morning on September 2nd. at 12.05 p.m. that God can use you. He wants to use you. Just like he took Joseph's life and he turned it around. (laughs) See, Joseph could have been in that pit and thought, I'm done. It was a nice ride. Sold to to Potiphar and thought, and thrown back into prison and thought, it was cool, I I had it made. I was leading some of their servants. That's it. But no, 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 no. Joseph knew that if he could just stay faithful to God and just believe, and this sums up Joseph's life in, in Genesis 50, 20. This is, this is his life. And this, is, this, this verse will speak to some of you right now. That you intended to harm me, talking to his brothers who tried to kill him that you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He brought me to this position, position so that I could save the lives of many people. The devil is real, and he is intending to harm you. I just want you to know that. But the good news is what the devil uses to harm you, God intends that for your good. And the cool thing is, it's not just for your good. It's for all those around you, for their good. It's for your neighbor's good, your family's good, those who don't know Christ's good, it's for their good. Jesus, I thank you so much for this morning. God, your word truly is powerful. Your word changes lives. God, you're the ultimate upcycler, the ultimate repurposer. God, you can take something that's empty and crushed, useless, wasted, abused, and you can turn it into something beautiful. God, there's people here this morning as I talked about Joseph and just talked about how you can repurpose people and use them for something more valuable. God, you just, man, you just burned in their heart. Touch them, God. Touch them, Jesus. In fact, I want to know real quick, and I'm going to wrap up in two minutes. If there's anyone here, you'd say, Justin, that word you said, listen, just with your eyes closed still, it wasn't my word. I just, I spoke what God had already written. And you think, man, Justin, God's word was incredible. It just touched me and, and I'm not even a Christ follower. But the story of hope, that if I trust in Jesus, that he can actually take my life and use it for something where for something of purpose and value. I love that. If that's you this morning, you'd say, Justin, I want, I want to make that God the God of my life. And I want to follow that God. Could you just slip up your hand? Just you and me. Just you and me. 
Just slip up your hand. I just want to acknowledge that you're here thinking, thank you. I see one, two, three hands over here on my right. It's on your left. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Three hands. Keep your hand up and just, just look at me if that's your hand. And so I acknowledge you and so you know when you put your hand down. Thank you. Put your hand down. Is there anyone else? Right there. You can put your hand down. Thank you. Thank you. There's four people. There's five. Thank you right there in the middle. I got you. I got you. You're good. Anyone else? Anyone else? There we go right here. Got this later here. Six. There we go. Anyone else? And you know, church, this is a good thing. This is, we've got seven over here. Thank you, my left. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, <laughs> that word, I want to use, <sighs> that's me. That's me. Come on, that's exciting. That's great. I feel like God is just telling me right now that there's some other people in here. You say, I'm a Christ follower, but I just feel empty. I feel like that can you just crushed on stage. I feel empty, and I want, and I need God, just to fill me with that hope, that life. If that's you, you're a Christ follower, or maybe you didn't catch the first one, you're not a Christ follower, just raise your hand and say, that's me. That's me, Justin. Yeah, see, now there's hands all over you. I get it. God gets it, yeah. God gets it. He gets it. Yeah. Church, just repeat after me, especially those who raised their hands for the first one. God, I love you. I want to make you the boss of my life. I want to do my very best to follow you and to serve you all the days of my life. Amen. God, I pray for our church right now. There are many who raised their hands and they said, I feel like that can, I feel empty. God, right now, I pray that you would just rain down on them. Fill them up, God. I pray, God, as they decide to go, grow closer to you, and they decide to stay faithful to you, that you would show up just like you did with Joseph. And God, they would find favor, and God, whatever they touch would be blessed, Father. And God, I pray even if it doesn't happen tomorrow, God, that discouragement would not set in. I know the devil wants to come and to lie to them and to deceive them and to say, oh yeah, see, look, your God's not faithful, but God, you are greater. And God, you can turn around what the devil meant for evil. You can turn that around, and you will make it for good because that's what your word says. And so I pray hope right now in Jesus, Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen.